just uh, finished recording and uh, now we are calling the doctor because probably Claudia needs to go to hospital. <laughs> if, you, if you can tell that I wasn't sick during the episode. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, but uh, so the episode that you... So we call, we are contacting doctors now, the fever is 42 and uh, let's see, probably the night is going to be long and you're going to hear from us soon, otherwise enjoy the episode. <laughs> We are now in the car, uh, driving to the hospital, uh, and let's see how 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 are you doing, Claudia? Still alive, still alive. We Thank were God. we were chatting with the doctor, and uh, the last thing I chat with him was because uh, actually I was chatting pretending to be Claudio because he couldn't chat, and uh, the last thing I asked was, "Am I gonna die?" And he said, "Probably not." Probably not, <laughs> which is good. Otherwise, we would have changed the title of this episode to the day. The day I died, exactly, and uh, but we don't know yet, so I can still die. <laughs> you can still <laughs> I really hope not, because I mean it would be a pretty no, but it would be okay. I mean, you were with your friends, and uh, it's an okay day. Yeah. More complicated if I die in New York. Exactly. So better, better yeah. than feeling. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be okay, bro. Don't worry. Forty-one degrees. Yes. That is one hundred and two Fahrenheit. It's really high. So now we're gonna drive there. And you actually survived. I survived. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is the intro of the intro of the intro of this episode. So we were in the hospital until 2 a.m. last night, uh, but we got some antibiotics. We, as in you. As in me. Yes. Yes. So what happened is that when we recorded the episode that you're going to listen after this, so I was a little bit like low, but I thought it was the jet lag. Yeah. Instead, apparently, I had 41 degrees fever, meaning 109 Fahrenheit. So quite a high. Quite fever. high. Like uh, we started to notice that because after the episode, we went to the supermarket. And uh, when we went out, Claudio tried to get in into another car, <laughs> not in my car. Yeah. <laughs> so I started to be a bit like, hmm, there's something wrong. Then we got home. It's like, maybe I should sleep a bit. And then I was <laughs> like, I, you're pretty hot. Should we try your fever? And uh, yeah, so it was uh, it was a bit bad, but now now it seems that it's getting better. Yes, yes. So, but uh, I'm used to this 41 fever, but this was uh, this was bad. It this was heavy. Really, really heavy. Yes. So, uh, just this intro to the intro to the intro. Enjoy the episode, guys. We we're gonna talk a lot about uh, video games and what they do to your mind and skills, and uh, and do they make you smarter or not. And then uh, about crickets in ships, and what else do we talk about? Okay. Our casa, our What's casa, going on in our life, <laughs> as Never, usual. Uh, yeah, but it's fun. It's a fun episode. So it's... enjoy it. And I'm still alive, so there's gonna be more episodes coming down the line. <laughs> yeah, it's still double espresso, not just espresso. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, enjoy, guys. Welcome, boys and girls, to a new episode of the Double Espresso Show. Yeah! I'm Simone Bocchetti. I'm Claudio Santori. And we have a guest here with us. Hello, guys. I'm Tommaso De Benetti. Ciao, Tommaso. And glad to have you here. Thank you. So first of all, thank you for the amazing feedback. As usual, that's what I say every single time, but I'm always amazed whenever I receive any message. I'm amazed. And uh, as usual, you can come uh, to say hi on Facebook or on Instagram at 
the double espresso show. Apparently, WhatsApp is very popular, right? Maybe you should switch to a more popular Yeah, WhatsApp channel. is, yes. Yes, WhatsApp is very popular. People keep on sending us WhatsApp messages because it's only friends. Yeah, but you can do that. We like that. It's very rewarding. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, what else? Today we are actually in the same room. Yes, all of the three of us. That's quite incredible. We are in Helsinki, Finland. We are at Tommaso's place, actually. Yes, my kitchen is, uh, is a studio tonight. Yeah, there, there's it's a clean table to give some context. Like you can see plants of uh, rosemary and uh, basil and other. And I think Tommaso was a great inspiration for you, Simone, to start doing podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That could be actually a first thing to say that uh, Tommaso's podcast actually is listened by tens of thousands of people every month. And uh, it's a... I'm, I'm not sure about that, but let's uh, pretend. I, I, read, I, I read, I read 40,000, uh, the latest number, say 40,000. And it's a, it's a podcast, unfortunately for you, if you don't speak Italian, only in Italian. And it's about video games. But he's been a big inspiration. For example, he was the one giving us the software to record this. And also the Casa. Yes. So the Casa Tommaso has been, you know, one of my favorite Casa since, uh, since many... How many years have you been recording? Yeah, we just hit uh, an important milestone, like uh, episode number 100. Um, I started in 2007 and... Um, 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. Wow. And uh, there there are actually more than 100 episodes. There are just like 120 something, but uh, some are extras. So uh, officially, we, we just hit the 100 uh, okay. just, just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I was featured in the extra episodes, actually. Because you are we in were... more than one. Like you're yeah. in the ones about Japan and I think it's some other. Because some other uh, the story is that, but we can got, get to it later. Yes, like the story, cool the story story is that me and Tommaso yeah. have traveled to Japan together and uh, had a bath naked together and a lot of <laughs> a lot of nice things that we did. But hey, should we start with the episode? Yes. Yes, let's start. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. It's just happiness. Happiness. Yes, yes. And you know what? This podcast is brought to you by Audible. What do you mean? I mean, if you want to support us, and why wouldn't you support us, you need to go to audibletrial.com slash double espresso and subscribe to Audible because you can get a free book and 30 days trial on any audiobook in the world. And at the same time, we can get some few dollars, you know, to support the monthly expenses. What an incredible deal. What books would you recommend? Well, the joke is over. <laughs> I just finished The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And it was really cool. It was a great book. So I really advise you go to audible.com slash double espresso, audibletrial.com slash double espresso. Yes. And download the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Do you want to, do you have any quotes ready yes. that you might? Yes. I have a beautiful quote that connects very well with today's episode. Life is essentially an endless series of problems, Mark. The disappointed panda told me. He sipped his drink and adjusted the little pink umbrella. The solution to one problem is merely the creation of the next one. Don't hope for a life without problems, the panda said. There is no such thing. Instead, hope for a life full of good problems. Wow, nice, nice. And okay, are you telling time. me, <laughs> I, that's very good. And are you telling me that if I go to audibletrial.com slash double espresso, I can get this one for free? Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Or yeah. any other book that you want to read. Yeah, yeah, this one is good. I liked it. This well. one, we yeah, this one is it. good. We all read it. It's good. And uh, but there's also a problem because like 
like for example, Tommaso already has Audible, a subscription to Audible since many years. Yeah, Probably... can, I, can I just give you money uh, if I want? No, we don't want money. Actually, yes, we have a PayPal account, <laughs> yes. so you could actually just give yes. us money. Uh, it's in the notes, but no one gives us money ever. So we're instead, not that good. we're not that good yet. Yeah. So instead of give us money, what you can do also is that you could come as a guest to the episode. Like Tommaso did. Like Tommaso did. So that's exactly what was his idea to, to come here and talk about what to come to my kitchen. That's to come to my kitchen. <laughs> so that there was actually this this clause. If I am supporting your podcast, you need to come to my apartment with Claudio. I don't I de- want I to. demand that. But it's really good. If you have a topic you're really passionate about, man, we have a small but very interesting audience. There's people that want to improve their life. Every episode has been impacting a lot of lives. So we really uh, welcome you and uh, yes. we'll love to have you in our podcast and we already have three guests for the next three episodes yep. so it's, it's really cool but hey let's start with the casa because then i really want to get to the actual episode to the action welcome to casa simone ciao baba Right, so I can talk about a few things and one is actually related to Tommaso. So while we were in Japan about, I think, uh, eight years ago, something like that, uh, one, like we were four guys and one of us is a writer. So he wrote some books, he has a very followed blog and, um, and he wrote a diary about those days in Japan. The diary, let's say, like was <laughs> colorful, I could say. Yeah, he is more of a stand-up comedian, and uh, he just writes a lot of his stuff. And uh, he wrote the diary in his own style, yeah, which is not always completely reflecting reality. Yeah. So, for example, his his the plane was was late. So he's like, my plane is late. It's because there is a war going on in the plane between some Israeli uh-huh. and Palestinian who are which are killing each other. Oh, luckily one died after a few minutes, so now we can go. So of course, it's like you know, it did not happen. So it was it was a fictional, you know, diary. fictional diary, but it, it was true that it was late. So what happened is uh, he just republished it in the blog, and I shared it on my on my Facebook, and my mom read it. So I got this message at 7 a.m. from my mom, uh, called me right away. <laughs> and I'm like, right, sure. Well, like, you know, a bit also worried, like what happened? She was like, yeah, so I read, uh, I read the diary from Japan. And I was like, all right, so was it fun? I was like, fun? It says you've been to some prostitute, like whorehouse <laughs> with this other guy that you've been doing homosexual stuff with him, <laughs> that you've been, that, and he was that's so... That's a naked shower. Probably. Yeah, that's a naked shower. Yeah. And you, he was so angry at you for being drunk and disrespectful to a woman that he started to pee in your shoes. Do you think that is normal? <laughs> so it was all very, very funny because... But she was serious. She was serious. That for me was very funny. Like I was just laughing. And at the same time, I had to somehow calm her down to say that like, well, I did not go to a whorehouse <laughs> like I've, i haven't been with any prostitute i did and i didn't remember what was written <laughs> in the diary and it was actually because one day we were late and uh, and this other guy they wrote the writer called us and he was like and they didn't care for you know for coming and from the background noise i could see that they yeah, were yeah, drunk yeah. in a prostitute uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well yeah and i read how but yeah so it was funny that was, that was pretty funny and then I, what can I say? I'm going to Italy to, in, fix, this with your to, mom. to fix this. <laughs> mom, it's, it's all good. I, I've done some bad things in my life that 
fortunately there are no diaries so it's okay you you will not know that and um yeah i'm going to italy soon uh for about a month and really can't wait for that even if i will have to work a bit from there because this is the last thing i want to say was that i'm going back to shanghai in uh, in august and there is some things that i need to clear before that and unfortunately like uh death to be done in uh, in july so i'm gonna have and this time i'm actually going alone which is big for me i guess but i have like some production company there that we're working with so i'm gonna go there and work with them that's pretty cool so i'm really looking forward and uh and the small secret is that uh, we are gonna try and with claudio to organize <laughs> a weekend and record an episode from uh, and record an episode from shanghai. shanghai exactly but let's see let's see about that so this was about me now let's go to casa claudio Claudio. Not really from New York again, so I'm in Finland. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of things with Finland and New York. So when I'm in New York, we're in the wrong time with Simona, so we don't really find a good time to record. And when I'm in Finland, we record the next day that I land and I have a huge uh, like jet lag and I'm like half sleeping. And the, thing, the thing is that I'm always afraid that we don't have time because then you have to do so many things here. So yeah, he arrived about... Uh, I don't know, four hours ago, <laughs> we're already recording. Yes, but that is good. So the good news is that I we broke some law here in Finland. I brought from New York cricket chips. That it's illegal to sell in Finland. So you can actually not sell crickets as food. So you can only send them as like have kind of piece of art and ah. tell explicitly that these are made by chef, but they're not meant to be consumed. While in New York, it's already, you know, cricket bars, cricket chips, and they're amazing. So tonight we're going to taste so what is what is the thing with crickets why crickets crickets theoretically they require way less water to produce than meat they're packed with proteins they're very cheap to make and you can just make a lot of food yeah but they're also horrible they taste very good no but they look horrible oh you don't need to look at them in the eyes (laughs) do you do you do you think that the chicken that you eat looks very good when when it's there in the farm with a thousand of other chicken crickets are like Anyway, if you eat pasta, you're already eating crickets because there's a minimum percentage of crickets in all the pasta. They just don't put it in the label. Right. Anyway, now you know, ruin your life maybe. Boom. So nice. I'm in Finland this week. There's a lot of things going on here. It's a smartly birthday party. The company's turning four years old. And Sunday next. I've been Sunday, invited. Yes, you yes. been invited. What about Tommaso? No, I haven't been invited. Ah, <laughs> sorry, VIP. Sorry, we didn't say it was a VIP party. Yes, but anyway, I'm going back to New York this Sunday. Oh my god, New York <laughs> is <Jesus laughs> shit. <laughs> Actually, the other joke I could have made was that it was uh, one like one with a vec, and I was Claudio. So <laughs> a vec. I'm going to the cottage with my new company. So. There you go. I knew you could I knew you could come. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, New York, best city in the world. If you haven't never been there, just come to New York. It's just amazing. That's is that it. is that a new thing? That amazing thing? No, I think it's just uh, Claudio thinking that it's funny. Yeah, I think so. But it- <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving the room. Thank you guys for listening. This and uh, now, hey, hey, w- can you can you give me over your your uh, jingle for your casa? Sure, it's uh, it's actually not Casa Tommaso, it's Casa Gazzo because that's my nickname. Oh, that. your nickname! Because whoa, yeah. video gamers they have nicknames. Nicknames. <laughs> Should we call him Gazzo? Gazzo, let's call it Gazzo. No, so, anyway, okay. now let's go with Casa Tommaso. Amore, 
hai fatto la spesa? Cosa cazzo? Amore, hai lavato i piatti? Cosa cazzo? Amore, stacca con i videogiochi che mi sento sola. Cosa cazzo? Right. So what do you want to know? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what's happening in your life? I can tell a lot of things about your uh, life. So. Lot of news. Well, I can uh, I can start with um um I just finished a, a Kickstarter campaign. Um or should we start who who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, who, who, why are you here? Like why are yeah, we talking? I don't about know, you invited me. Yeah. I came to my house. So <laughs> is a celebrity. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm this Italian guy living in Finland since 10 years. I met Simone, I don't know when, when we met, like no, no. many years ago. Anyway. Too many years ago. Yeah. This so, century probably though. Um, I work currently as a, a marketing manager for a company called Play More Games. Um, we develop uh, an app uh, that is a, supposed to be a companion app for board games, but that's a, a long story. So um, in the past, I've been working also for video games company companies not not only one but a few and uh so you have a broad experience in video games as both a player and worker yeah well as a player i started when i was five or something like that and and then i tried to make it a job and uh it took a long time to convince my dad that, that i could actually make, make money <laughs> make money out of that and the podcast yeah. also that you have is about video games yeah the podcast started in 2007 it was the first of its kind in italy and i still the longest running podcast yeah. The, the cool part about this podcast, so it's about video games, it's called Ringcast, and uh, they have this, so there are a lot of people, it's like five to seven people talking every time. Yeah, the, the and, team has been changing over the years, now we kind of have a core group. Yeah, and there's always this casa part, so there's like, uh, they really talk a lot about what's happening in their lives. And yeah, well, uh, Mostly because like our listeners don't care about games that much, yeah. they just want to hear <laughs> so, Basically, like every episode is about two or three hours, and the first hour is just about bullshit, what's happening in their life, and that's yeah. the part I listen to. Yeah. And then when it gets to the actual episode, the people are like, "Okay, so let's start talking about video games." Like, okay, okay. I, I can stop, I can stop. Well, yeah, and we, go have, to we have Tim different, now. different kind of listeners. Some people just listen the thing for the first part. Some people just for the second, and some yeah. listen the whole thing. So it's um, it's peculiar. But so what 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 I think we could tell about your life as is under the casa is that you just completed a very successful Kickstarter. Yeah, very successful in in, in a small, small scale. Um, like 300% more? 356% more than the goal. Um, I've been developing like some uh, uh, tabletop uh, role-play games for the past couple of years. What is tabletop role-play game? I have no, I have no clue. Um, for our poor people <laughs> like me. It's basically like classic. Have you seen uh, uh, Stranger Things? Yes. Do you know that they play Dungeons and Dragons in the first couple of episodes? Yes. That's a, ro- a role-play tabletop game. Role play. I've done, mean, I've done role play. So usually it, it I'm mean, it means that you sit, one whipping. Oh. <laughs> it means that you sit around the table and you're with your friends and you decide to, to live these adventures in this okay. imaginary world. And you create the characters, you create the story. You actually play it for real. Like you're acting the game. So do you, yeah. do you stand up or do you always do it sitting? No, you sit. There is a version of it which is live role play where you actually dress up like the characters. But that's a different kind of... Okay. Uh, game and I don't that's like the that. Simulator. Yeah, that's the one I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that very much. You don't like role playing? That's no, very fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I completed a campaign for my own um, for my own game, and it was pretty successful for the circumstances of the Italian market, at least. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people told me this is never gonna happen. You cannot do it. The market is too small. In the, your face. Yes. The t- the team the team wouldn't work with the Italian players. 
So but you had a vision. I had a vision. I I put a lot of personal money into it so just to show that I, I believe uh, in in what I'm doing, and uh, I, I'm not doing it alone. There are, there are another couple of people doing it with me. But uh, the the, great, end, the, the greatest yeah. satisfaction for me it hasn't been like to see how much money we collected, which is around nine thousand euros, which is good. Like. Woo! Uh, it's, it doesn't cover all expenses, but but a big chunk. Um, the greatest satisfaction was being to see that one person, especially that told me, "Oh, you are completely crazy. This would never work." Uh, they are having their Kickstarter right now, and it's failing miserably. Ah, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so well, let's not. So 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 wait, so wait, wait, wait a sec. I mean, you worked on it how, how many how many months or years? On the game for a couple of years. On the couple of years, maybe so, six months. And I saw the end result, and it's this amazing book, like with the hardcover and the sort of instruction. There is right now, while we are recording, there is Tommaso's wife who's actually recording the soundtrack yeah. of the game. And I listened the first version, and it was incredible. Yes. So the whole orchestra, how to create the world. So Tommaso had a vision, had had the perseverance, grit did the whole Kickstarter campaign and what's the biggest satisfaction is that this motherfucker yeah. campaign is yeah, falling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it's like, I, it's, it's funny. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I enjoy his suffering. Um, that's what playing video games does. Yeah, yeah. I don't, it's hard to describe. I was thinking, hey, I should be very happy because this is proving really successful. We created a, a very good campaign. People are excited. They yeah. ask questions. I also made some projection and actually we ended up exactly what I forecasted. Nice. So even professionally. But the truth is that the, the thing that pleases me more is that <laughs> yeah, this yeah. other guy's campaign is not working. Nice. <laughs> but hey, I think that's a good, um, a good hook to the episode. So let's start that now. So many of my friends play video games. Even more, most of the people I think are very smart and have a successful life play video games. If you have watched House of Cards, even President Underwood played video games all the time. So my question is, why aren't me and Claudio playing any video games? And should we? And is video games the next thing that makes you smarter or something. So this is why we have here Tommaso as the expert. And Tommaso, when was the first time you played with video games? Okay, well, first of all, I disagree with the premise of the whole episode. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for telling me now. And also, and also I would like to, to point out that the reason why there are video games in House of Cards is clearly product placement. Um, there are very specific deals that were made there and those few seconds where you see him playing he plays god of war in one he plays another game for ps vita in another they have costed shit lots of money like it's the same reason why you see uh, apple computers in certain movies and you see lenovo's in others or, or yeah though uh, i did like they, I, did, they, I did read i did read about they how they how justify that, it yeah they, they justify they, they yeah, justify, they justify like he, yeah. he uses it like to chill out i think to chill out exactly yeah. and that's and that's the same that i get for example from you know one of the smartest person working with us our executive creative director mm. and he plays a lot for example call of duty and this and then you know sometimes comes at work a bit tired because he played the whole night and he also says though that it's you know it's about the strategy it's about the solving problem and it thinks at least that that you know helps but you don't agree with that 
I do not agree that they make you smarter. I I think that if you're a smart person, you can enjoy certain kind of games, uh, which is different. And um, and I think they can like depending on what kind of games you play, because of course we are talking about a very. It's like saying, oh, I like rock and roll. Uh, you're saying nothing because yeah. there are so many different. Uh, I don't like uh, rock. I like fl- indie flavors. Well, yeah, what is alternative indie? indie? What is indie? Yeah, exactly. So um, depending on on the kind of games you like, but there are things that I, I think video games have added to my skills, which I wouldn't have without playing video games. And uh, a very simple one is, um, I, I don't know exactly how you would translate this into English, but it's like the some kind of overview of the situation. Visione d'insieme in big Italian. Picture. The the big, big picture. Looking at the picture. You, you would have the big picture of things. And I can see that uh, when I, for example, walk on the street with other people and they do not notice things that are happening on like on the corner of your eye and i definitely do and i think it is because i've been trained so much in video games to have a very good understanding of what's happening on the whole of the screen that's you walk super with a gun. interesting yeah. yeah you don't walk around with a gun though right no i don't walk around with a gun <laughs> that's you you're the one living in america but like very <laughs> often very, very often i walk with friends or, or uh, anyone and then i say hey did you see that and and they're like what i didn't see anything and i just kind of notice things because uh I think my awareness has increased uh, because in video games, if you don't have that skill, you're probably not going to be very good at that. Ah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But uh, many people are walking and watching at the screen while playing something. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's true. That's, uh, that's another more, more modern trend. But, um, but yeah, do, do you want to go a bit over? Yeah. Well, you haven't said the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. The first time I played, I honestly do not remember. But I, re- uh, I remember the first time that I remember playing. That's the first time. That's and, the first time you played. Okay, <laughs> and um, that's that's good. It's good enough for the. It's good enough. It's good enough. My dad is my dad is a teacher, and one day he came when he was still working. Uh, he came home with a Commodore sixteen, which is a computer. Sixteen. I didn't yeah. even know it existed. Yeah. <laughs> but the sixty four was it's, the first. It's a computer. Like many people started with the sixty four, but there was one before. It was the Commodore sixteen. He came home with it. He told my mom, "Oh, this is for work." <laughs> but the first thing that we did was like trying to install a game or play a game. Actually, you were playing them out of uh, cassettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Turbo Boost was that the, uh, it was a crazy way the of working. Turbo, At least the sixty-four. The, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the first time I remember, and I've been trying to find out what game that was for many many years and i and i cannot find out uh, i remember how it looks but i i can't find out the name yeah. or, or it wasn't anything famous so uh but i have this memory of playing with my dad oh, that's uh, cool yeah do do you remember anything funny about i mean in general not the first time maybe but playing video games when we were very young maybe a relationship with your father or something no nice. no i remember like beating up my sister once <laughs> because of video games that's very uh, educational yeah, 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 yeah. thank you yeah 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 uh, well you want the truth then i'm giving you the truth uh, actually it was by the way your sister is one of our fans yeah she often uh, she often <laughs> i just want i just want to point this out because she often uh, uh, writes feedback, especially when we talk about dieting. So I, we need to do a new episode about yeah. dieting, by the way. Yeah. So basically, I, I can tell you a couple of stories. I always related to the same game. It's also the one where I, ha- I got mad at my sister. Uh, I was playing this game for uh, Super Nintendo called... Uh, um, in, in the US, it's called the Super Famicom. But anyway, it, it, the game is called uh, Secret of Mana. It's, uh, it's um, Japanese RPG. 
and uh RP, game, right? oh yeah exactly but they're very but wait a second by role play game the one we talked before yeah but no, no they're up. very they're very different they're very they're called the same but they are not yeah because role play kind. game i think rpg is the one where you have you see the vision of the guy and you have like a gun no in your hands. No, 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 no those are fps ah, fps first time uh, first person, person shooters, shooters. Yes. yeah Okay, anyway, like it's easier <laughs> if I show you a picture. Learning. I'm, I'm learning. Just, learning. just trust me on this. Um, so it was this game and, and I really, really liked it. It had all the teams that I was interested about. I had a really nice story. But the problem is that I wasn't speaking English. I couldn't speak English. Yeah. So I actually like my first memory of learning English is with that game. Because, uh, because the, yeah, because there, there, um, there were a lot of messages that uh, you had to kind of understand to pr proceed with the game. And I couldn't read it, uh, so I took like the vocabulary and I was basically translating word by word. You know what's funny though? I did the same. But I was saying "hurry up." Like, Hurry you know, up. There was no audio, like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. early 64. the pronunciation. Was, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, actually, what's what's also funny is that in one of the previous previous episodes we said that, uh, for example, I learned English because of book, like uh, like while reading books, and I translated every word in Harry Potter, mm -hmm. like really the first one. And that's where I got my passion for books because I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, there's actually a story. <laughs> I think it gives and you a sense of achievement that you don't I, get with other things. So yeah. that makes you more passionate about it. But uh, that is the first time I remember actually that's really cool. trying to learn English. And the reason why I, I got mad at my sister is because this, this one was a very, very long game and it took many, many hours to complete. And my sister once, uh, when I wasn't there, she turned on the console and she started the game overriding my save. Ooh, and you can't. Ah, you cannot. You cannot. Uh, Margarita, why yeah, did you do you that? that? And I, I got so mad. I, like, I, I, I wanted to throw her. Beating off. is not approved. Uh, <laughs> beating, beating <laughs> women, beating women, especially yeah. really not approved. So there's yeah, gonna be another episode about it. Yeah. No, but you know, like growing up in Italy, I mean, like fighting with your brothers and sister was okay. lava, lava it was okay. Interesting, interesting. The, apart from this one, I mean, you you already mentioned this um, the, the game. I don't remember what it was Secret of Mana. Secret of Mana. There are other more games that means. Then then we go more into the episode. But are there more games that mean something to you? Yeah, definitely. Maybe like, some something we have heard of. Or even um, that the, doesn't involve violence or beating sisters. Uh, you might you might know this Ghost and Goblins. Uh, ah, Ghost and Goblins. Okay, that was the first one that I played in an arcade. So ah. at the bar, uh, that was how much was the coin? Like uh, uh, my God, 50, mine, 50 mine was lire or something. Mine like. was Wonder Boy in the arcade. One, I remember Wonder Boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was playing arcades mostly after after that when I was going to the to the sea in the summer uh, yeah. with my parents because they had this arcade, uh, the the penny arcade. So yeah, you could play there. Fun fact: in uh, Japan, uh, in uh, Akihabara, isn't it Akihabara? Asakusa? No, Akihabara. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, this uh, the in Tokyo. So there is this quarter where where you know technology and video games are really big. Yeah. So there were like seven <clears throat> floor buildings of uh, of just Pe arcades, penny arcades, yeah. penny arcades, and uh, we spent way too many hours. Yeah, but for them it's more like <laughs> a place where you can go to spend the evening. It's not just to play video yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people went there in groups because so you that's, can have that's, a... So that was my Japan trip. It was mm -hmm. inside buildings playing arcades. But it was fun. Do you know yeah. Facebook, they actually have in the office in Mellow Park. They have one room. So the story goes that one developer, he ordered online one arcade game. And then he was in the room in the office. So and then other people follow the same example. So they're two now coin up. They're quite huge. If you remember what they are. So Facebook, they open actually a room full of coin-ups. So if you go to the headquarters in the Mellow Park, there's just one room nice. full of flippers and they're called flipper in English. 
Uh, well, I think the things with the ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that your know, Ghost and Goblins. How yeah, come? that that was the first, and then uh, another one that was very important for me was Super Mario World, which is the first one for Super Nintendo because I won the Super Nintendo through a competition uh, of mm -hmm. Fiat, ah, the, the car manufacturer, the car, yeah. and you had to make a drawing about um, car safety, safety, and I made one, uh, and they liked it, and I won, and so I, be, I became like from that point onwards, I became very attached to Nintendo. Uh, how many? What, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. No, then right, the, yeah. yeah, there are there are many others. I don't know how much time we have, but uh, we always I, one hour. About if, if I need to pr proceed in a chronological order, I would say um, Super Mario uh, sixty four. It, it has been very important for the whole market because it was the very first three D platform that worked. And then after that came Zelda: Ocarina of Time because it introduced into this three D world some mechanics that are used. That to this day and uh, I'm, I'm talking about like uh, Z the targeting for example which you probably have no clue what it is but it is um, well, on the axle is Z -X. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it is like before that when you were trying to fight an enemy in a 3D world you always had to turn the camera in the direction of the enemy which is hard because most of the people have still troubles using the second stick yeah but the z targeting when you press that it locks ah, it locks yeah, yeah, the yeah. Um, the aim to a certain enemy and the camera follows yeah. and that is like a key uh mechanic for most 3D games even to today yeah. and that was the first game that had it and it was like mind blowing um, another one that was very important for PlayStation 2, uh, Metal, Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. Yes, I played and finished that one. Guns of the Patriot. And the reason yes. why that is important is because, first of all, it had really weird uh, story, a really weird mm. story, which was very different from normal video games. But also because for the very first time, actually the first Metal Gear did it a bit, but this one was the one where it did it for real. Uh, the game was talking back to the player. So the game... Uh, Rick um, acknowledged that it wasn't the game, but that you were controlling that you were controlling the the the, the play. It was like some kind of fourth world stuff. So it was going out of the role playing. Yeah, it was actually yeah. talking to you. Yeah, as the... yeah. And you had to do some stuff in your own world for the game to make sense. It was very interesting. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, then then there's many others. But yeah. I I would like to ask you how many console you you have you have bought because you talked about Commodore 16, Super Nintendo, yeah, and then, uh, PlayStation 2. Like I had many, not not everything, but many. Yeah. Like one cool thing is that when you go to um, Tommaso, I don't know, it's a living room. It's like a, yeah, that's a man cave. The man cave. So <laughs> when you go to Tommaso's man cave. There is a PlayStation 4, an Xbox 360, a Wii U, Nintendo Switch, the PC. Do yeah. I miss something? Uh, well, the, I have a 3DS there, but then I moved some of the consoles to the home of my parents. So when I go there, I also have something there. Okay. <laughs> because I cannot fit them all there. Yeah. Like, it's plenty a, of board games. Also. Plenty of yeah. board games as well. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's more of a recent passion. Like I, I, I was playing when I was a little kid, and then for many years I didn't, and recently I started to play again. But um, so when we talk a bit better about the premises which you don't like, but like, um, like for example, like yeah, for I, me, I, I don't think they make you smarter, but they can help you develop some skills. Yeah. Uh, so it's full of players that are playing and they're complete morons. And you can see that in a lot of uh, online discussions, there's been also some pretty nasty shit happening like a couple of years ago with the Gamergate movement. Like 
it, it is very hard to generalize all well, video games. Well, let's define smarter again. Now, it's not that it changed your moral code, maybe. I no, mean, if you're an asshole, no. you can be a smarter yeah. asshole. If you're an asshole, you're going to definitely stay an, an asshole. Yeah, but so for, so for example, like, if it, can you help you, like, strategic or solving I problems? So. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so in, in, absolutely. The, in this way, like, you know, that you check, try to check for every possible outcome or for something. For example, I, uh, one of the genre of games that I like uh, better are the games that have puzzles to solve. Mm. And I am completely convinced that uh, solving puzzle over puzzle in many different kind of games helps you think about uh, yeah. problem solving in other situations in life. What about games where you have to actually cooperate with other people? And, and I really like them. Uh, I don't like where you, the games where you have to compete. I'm not a big on uh, online multiplayer when you have to compete with other players. First of all, because I'm not a very good player. And second, because the, the environment usually is uh, is populated by a lot of uh, angry teenagers. Yeah. Uh, and mm. it's, it's pretty demoralizing because these people might have like 10 hours a day to play. And then you want to play just half an hour and you go online and they're, they're basically teabagging you. They might have the things like in clubs in Finland, you know, if you have more than 36, you can now, or whatever, <laughs> six yeah. years old, so a minimum you should, age. Yeah, to minimum access. age to actually access it. Yeah. To make it fair. I have uh, two, two points I would like to discuss with you. Are like, for example, you just said, like, you know, we want to play half an hour. So that's probably my biggest problem with video games is that they're a bit like a, like a hard drug for me. Mm. I, I'm not, not that I've ever tried like heroin, but that's, that's the way I picture them because basically like for example like super mario came to ios and uh, or you know many i have a ps vita and uh, had the playstation for a while like then when i start playing i play like crazy for a few days that i can't even think about anything else like i wake up and i just want to play yeah. i go to toilet a lot of time just so that i can play if it's mobile game and then like i spend you know my life there then after three or four days i'm like okay fuck this like my life is going drain into this black hole and you know that I, I get nothing out of this so then i don't play for another six months and then for example now monument valley 2 came i downloaded it but i still haven't started because i know when i started i'm not gonna read anymore for yeah, example yeah. so how do you um, do you feel like that or no, is it because you've played so much no, you for don't me for that? me i think it's mm, I'm, I'm not sure why it, it doesn't work like that for me i think it's because in general i uh, it's hard for me to keep the focus on a single thing. Uh, for example, when I read books, I read seven at the same time. I don't read one, okay, and, okay. and then I finish yeah, I it, and then I start. To, I always have. Uh, I'm watching four TV series at the same time, and that means that I make a very little progress with, uh, with yeah, each. Yeah, yeah. I remember actually once you told me because, for example, I'm pretty nazi when it comes to if you if I watch TV at home, I don't want anybody touching their screen, their phones or anything. Like I, I want that you know the focus is on the TV. You know, yeah. And the movie click. Claudio, Claudio that, knows that, that. My wife knows that. That, that I have to force myself. I need to put the phone in the other. Room. Yeah, because I remember you 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 telling me that you go a lot to the movies, cinema, because it's the only place where where that's I don't where, do where you don't do yeah. it. By the way. Lasso is always complain when I cry at the movies. So no, I'm not, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm complaining when I laugh at the movie. So he's that guy. Claudio, I'm, I'm a crier. Well, I'm a, I cry a lot. When we watch up like a picture. Well, everybody, in, everybody was crying. Tommaso was like, already? Okay. <laughs> so everybody was let crying. Let me live. So last time you cried for a TV series for me was two days ago when I finished 22, 11, 63. I got very sad there. Well. my god I the end this. i was like i knew because i read the book <laughs> but i use like anyway yeah. um so but my point was actually coming to my second point which was like i think that unfortunately many games are turning into this gambling thing like it's just about like for example like uh Clash of Clans. It like, is, is it about strategy or is it about no, gambling? It, it is. It is a, a byproduct of the model. 
Uh, games used to be uh, that you buy a, a full product and you pay your 60 euros or whatever it is. Uh, and also, if you look at the, the historical data, the price of games has not increased over the years. Like it, yeah. they, they were more expensive. So um, it's interesting. Of course, the offer now is much wider. But with the introduction of the free uh, freemium uh, model, it means you can download the game for free and, uh, and then you start to pay things in the game. And uh, the, the way you make that work is that <clears throat> intentionally you have to make some things in the game bad so people would want to pay to make them good. Uh, need to make some game like like the, the problem that I have with the freemium model is that to convince people to pay, you intentionally make the game worse until uh, they yeah. pay. But this is exactly what happened with Super Mario, right? Because the Super Mario was like you pay once and that's no, it, and then people went crazy for that. Yeah, but Super Mario has the uses the old model. You pay upfront and then you get the whole game. Yeah, but when you download the Clash of Clans, for example. At some point, you reach a point where it's just not very fun to play if you don't play. Yeah. And, and that means that when you design the game, you intentionally have to make to say, okay, here is where we make it suck. Because then people here will say, to get rid of the shit, they will pay. And I have a big problem there because um, when you design game games that way, first of all, you're not trying to make the best possible game. Yeah. And second, you're, trying, you're trying to make money. Maximize money. And yeah. And yeah. And second, you're... you're um, looking at uh, the psychology theories and things like that what get people what gets people addicted yeah. um how can i make them spend more money and things like that i mean like these are very well-made games products but but they don't feel games to me they feel like uh, probably the the, the, the guys in, in las vegas that create um slot machines, slot machines and, uh, yeah, they the use same, they uh, use the same theories and yeah yeah so i think gamification is very interesting i have one episode so a friend of mine was playing with Travian. Was it called Travian? Like this medieval game that you had to build your castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was actually the general of the Finnish army. Mm. So there was a huge group of people in Finland. They wanted to win the old game with the world. <clears throat> and I remember that at Christmas, they blocked the game, the company, because people were so addicted, they were going to miss like Christmas pretty much. So they blocked the game. They closed their server for two days to let people enjoy Christmas. And wow. then this guy divorced actually. So it was crazy, I think. That. Yeah, I think like the problem is that some people just clearly cannot put limits to themselves, like you were saying for, for yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know, like uh, the whole freemium model is also based on the on the white whales, uh, which are basically you, you for every one hundred people that play, ninety nine don't pay, and one person pays a, a lot. lot. Yeah. So. To what what that sounds to me is that you're using somebody who clearly has some mental issue yeah. to get the money. And I don't like Hopefully that. money because we're talking about a lot of money. Yeah, I hate that. I, uh, I, I really don't like that. I, yeah. it's, I, it's a model that kind of, um, uh, uh, ex, uh, how do you say, um, um, exploits uh, people's yeah. uh, weaknesses. Yeah, the um, I was reading about that. I really hope it's not going to happen. But I was reading about, for example, that they want to do that with books as well. So the sort of that you pay, like uh, you know, that you pay nothing, and then you read, you know, you pay very little, and then to get the next one, you pay a bit more to get the next chapter or the next. Uh... Well, in a way, like you can get that with Amazon already. You can get the first chapter for free. Uh, yeah, and then you pay more. Yeah, yeah, but then they give you the whole book. It's yeah, not... then of course it's yeah. But in theory, most of the people they buy books and they never go over the first chapter. 
So the big majority of people that they buy books, they never go over the first chapter. Is that uh, that's true? That's the stats. Okay. Like, if you yeah. even get to the first chapter, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. had I had a problem. I had a problem at one point where I was just buying way too many books well, or yeah. way too many video games. I bought way too many video games at one point that I couldn't play them. Yeah, and they have the same. I, I, I have the same problem, but I'm a bit of a collector of things that like uh, I I do get some pleasure from buying stuff, even if I cannot experience yeah. it, because in my mind I'm always like. Yeah, I will definitely have time to do this when yeah. I lose my legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy them later. No. Yeah. No, of course, now I started to, like, I have to do some serious budgeting. No, no. Did look, you listen look, to 10, uh, look, 10 steps of financial freedom? Yes, look, yes. look at myself in the mirror. It's like, I don't buy this now because you're not going to have the time to use it or you're not going to have yeah. the time to read it. But uh, it takes me some convincing. I have when that. I get the hitch, like yeah. oh, I really want that. I really want. I have that, that with clothes. I have that with clothes. I know. The um, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. And no, it's interesting. But then, like, then you just make a you know a rational choice. For example, now I made it with books. So with books, I don't buy anymore before I finish. And the same with Audible, because Audible, at one point, I had like eight Audible books. And I was like, no. Yeah, I'm, like, try I'm trying to go through my queue as well. So and that's the thing. I'm... So I finish one, and then I so I don't have. You said, for example, you had seven books at the same time. I have two, so which is always one that I read on Kindle and one in Audible. The way so I make it the... work with books is that I read a certain book on a specific time. Oh, okay. So, for example, in the toilet, I have the collection of our Philip Lovecraft. Okay. Uh, on the sofa, I have something else. In the in the where I sleep, I have another couple. <laughs> and when, when I, tra when, uh, when I yeah. travel on the train, I have another. So I can kind yeah, of so split based, that based way. on energy. Ba yeah, based yeah. on where it's I the am. Excuse not to read. Oh, I'm not in the sofa. I cannot read this. Book. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Based on where I am. What about TV? I mean, if you look at the balance, it's better to watch TV, play video games. They're both beautiful, bad. What do you um, think? Well, with my wife, we watch a TV series almost every evening, uh, maybe one episode. I'm not doing that thing that uh, people watch seven episodes in a row. binge watching. Yeah, I cannot do that, yeah. uh, even because I physically don't have the energy and time. Um, my problem with video games right now is that uh, after I started working seriously, um, my energy levels uh, are very low in the evening and the video games uh, like especially some of them some specific ones they require that you're actually focused yeah. they require that you actually know what you're doing and and you can pay attention to them and many times i just don't have that so uh, for all these evenings i have i watch a tv series because yeah, it's because much you don't more, need you don't need much yeah i just power. need to keep yeah. my eyes open pretty much yeah. um and then i end up playing video games maybe on sunday morning when i'm a bit Sunday morning video or, game or like wow. Saturday is, morning. Is yeah. there a video game you play with your wife actually? We've been playing several things together. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's, it's been a while since we've been playing. Like I try to find games that you can play with two people. And uh, there, there are. I remember there was one was the the one that I actually liked a lot that I played as well. Um, the Walking Dead. Yeah, we've been playing a lot of the yeah. uh, of the Telltale. Telltales because they're more so like TV series. So. Tell, uh, well, Telltale, first I want to tell you about Telltale because actually something you could also play because mm -hmm. what I like is that it's nothing about the game, it's all about the story. Yeah. So it's basically, for example, The Walking Dead, it's just a story. And the video game, I have to say, it bothers me. Like, I don't care about playing. I just want to go the story, you know, on with the story. And the, the game is that half of it is that you choose what to say next. And that I love. Yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes, like, for example, there are dialogues and you have four choices and very limited time to pick. And yeah. then you just have to pick a dialogue and you see how it proceeds. So, when we play... so there's one that's like save the girl or save your brother. 
So yeah, do you yeah. save uh, the yeah, yeah, more yeah, choices yeah, yeah. as well? It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's good because the choices are always bad. Have you beaten your wife because of these games? <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. No, but the, Cut. the way the, the way the way we do it is that we pass the controller. So she plays half an hour, and then I play the other half an hour. And sometimes I'm like, no, why did you do that? <laughs> so it's kind of fun because it's like, oh my god, I didn't want this to happen. You and, ruined the story. Uh, <laughs> interesting, interesting. So you don't yeah. save. <laughs> secret you control the saving of the story remember no you? i don't do that I but it's also yeah. very cool because you know you can do that together also with her because that's not maybe very common at least i haven't heard but we've been playing also it. some more gamey games um it's just that uh, i basically don't have two controllers for every console i own so sometimes <laughs> it's a bit hard to, to okay to play together and um so I'm trying to read here. Uh, so we have killed the old title of the of the episode about being. Yeah, smarter. yeah, I don't know. The whole title was about being smarter. All my questions were about being smarter. And the first thing is, and the thing is that he read this, uh, this, uh, you know, my notes or our notes, and then like, and now it's all about not being smart anymore. So I'm now I'm a bit, uh, I need to think. Oh yeah, here, here actually, I put like some notes of uh, to turn around your argument. Like, does do they make you smarter? Uh, no, but I think like. Um, it is interesting to experience at least some select video games. Uh, first of all, because they're made by really smart people. Uh, people that make video games. Your um, friends, right? Uh, my friends, yeah. Uh, they, they're people that have studied a lot of stuff and they probably have two or three degrees in something and, and they're super smart. And whenever a video game doesn't work for some reason or there are bugs or something is bad, most of the players think, what are the developers thinking? Couldn't they see this? Of course they could see it. Of course, like they know when the game is bad and when the game is is, is, uh, is good. And, and there are usually very interesting stories behind how yeah. a video game... I've been working like for a, for a video game company here in Helsinki uh, for five years. Um, now I moved on. But uh, what you see from the other side of the fence is um, incredible passion, incredible talent. And sometimes shit happens and you have to kind of make the best of what you have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, so I think there's a lot of talent that goes into games. And then not, it doesn't always show, but, but definitely... Uh, and can it's... you pick up something while playing, do you think? Like, so for example, like if all these smart people is about... It's a game, well, you know, which history, yeah, 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 pick I mean, up about something yeah, from yeah. history. Mm. No, or I think it's just I, I senseless. Think, uh, no, no, no. I think it's more professional. If you're into graphic design, you can recognize when a graphic interface is really good. Mm. And then you can say, okay, this is really good because this and this and this reason. Or when you think they make a specific decision into how the game works, if you have interest in that kind of design, you can recognize the games that are made well and the games that are not made well. Um, so I think it's more of a professional interest, uh, but there's definitely something to to learn uh, if you have a generic interest in the yeah. topic. And how about the fact that you know you just play because you enjoy it? Like there's nothing much else to it than just like you know having uh, a good time. That's great, but it doesn't work for me after all these years. I see. When I play a game, it's hard for me to detach from all the things that I know about how games are okay. made and and. Uh, all the games that came before, I think I envy the people that can get into a game now and just enjoy it. Yeah. Because for me, it's more like, oh, I see what they did here and yeah. they did it because this and this reason. Um, what happens to me is that it's very rare for me to find a game that I'm completely captivated by. I'm always like, oh yeah, I see what they did here. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I see yeah. what they did there. Oh, this dialogue sucks. Like what was the writer thinking? Like something must have been wrong here. 
um, yeah, I start to have that. So with, I can, with, I can, with ads and yeah, movies. Yeah, I kind of uh, this section them. I have yeah. to say. Uh, because I see them from more of a professional. Like you killed our plans today. Like we wanted to go to see watch Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. So we wanted to go and... watch Wonder Woman, and he completely killed it. But but it was maybe not about the what's behind Wonder Woman. It's more about the the no. story. But yeah. Well, I don't know if you want to talk about Wonder Woman. No, it's fine. It's fine. Let's keep this more evergreen. Um, I have one question. So I yeah. think gaming. It's very interesting when we talk about education, especially with kids. So if you think. We always talk about failing, you need to fail. And in real life, failing has a cost. You know, your kid, your friends, they will look at you like you're a failure. You fail at football, basketball, whatever. And I think game can be games can be a very good engine to teach you this kind of try it again. So you have a small failure, you learn to kind of suck in a way, and then you, you, you learn how to do it I better. Do. So you yeah. get that kind of uh, maybe what is it called like uh, anti-fragile um, resilience. So you learn really to get in true obstacle and fail it and fuck it up. You die and then you go, okay, I can try again. And then every step you, you don't give up. So you learn kind of then not giving yeah, up. Yeah, it's attitude. an interesting discussion because there's been a big uh, philosophical split in games in, in, uh, in the last few years. Uh, because trying to become uh, good for a larger, larger audience a lot of games have been dumbed down in a yeah. way that they they kind of there's a long tutorial they teach you how to play they carry you by hand it's very hard to die if you die you start immediately from where you died um like for example i'm playing now a game called horizon uh for playstation 4 uh there are sections where the character can climb but you cannot fall like you cannot fail them you just point the stick in that direction and she climbs oh, by yeah, herself. Yeah. So it's kind of, it gives you the impression that she's climbing, but you are not You're doing not anything. You're not that. And then on the other hand, there's been a very specific series that has changed that completely, um, which is called uh, uh, Dark Souls. And uh, the, the genius in that is that it's completely brutal and it's completely unforgiving. Uh, so when you lose, when you die, first of all, you die a lot in the game. And when you die, the stakes are very, very high because you lose everything you had on you pretty much. It's, it's more complicated than that. And and the, the, the saving points are very far from each other. Okay. So you might have you might play one hour, collect a lot of cool shit, and then a little Sorry. a little skeleton something comes there and it, because yeah. you didn't have awareness. But yeah, yeah. It, it just kills you, you and you lose you lose, the big you lose everything. Yeah. But I guess this is more advanced. But, yeah, but this is sort of advanced. Like, I think, I think what Claudio maybe was meaning more, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's most like, for example, you know, my daughter now, she starts to play, you know, yeah. with the iPad. And it's super interesting to see these puzzles that are also like maybe, you know, that she solves that puzzle. And I'm thinking like, does this help her or yeah. will this help her in any way? I think so. In the future, you know, like because you do something in the game, something else happens. And because you don't do something, you know, you cannot, you know, proceed. But again, yeah, yeah, you know what I was thinking also regarding kids that sometimes, so we think that you need to learn to read or write as fast as possible. What about if the skills actually is something digital related to video editing or something more creative or so they can actually do because kids are very good with phones, with iPad, you give them an iPad. They so today, 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 the story is that uh, Claudio left his phone on the sofa, uh, on my sofa, and my daughter found it and she knows how to open the camera and she started taking pictures she took picture of us of her sister then she changed the camera took her picture of herself made few you know yeah. goofy faces and and like you know she's three like at three i you know well there was no internet when we were kids. so but it's just it's you know and that she doesn't know how to read but she knows how to use an iphone 
So it's also very interesting. So like going back to game, I think like it's going to be like... uh, good for for her uh, understanding of technology in the future. What can be problematic with kids is that they get addicted very easily. Mm. And uh, and if you see now, you you jump on the train on a, on a wagon where you have like six people and all six are looking at their phone. Sometimes I wonder like what the fuck, like there's something happening here and, and kids are born with this phone in their hand. Yeah. So luck, I think that what will happen is that when they will be teenagers or adults, phones won't, won't even be a thing but, anymore. But, but you but... know, let's say the dream of our parents, but we had a book in our hand in a way, and now it's mm-hmm. video games. So I'm not, I don't know what's the answer here. Is it's that still a book. A book. Better? I'm, I'm still a, I still hope she has a book. Yeah, but parents. what about if the quality of the games improve, if they mm. become really engaging and you can actually teach a story about certain values or some mathematical concepts or whatever it is, you know, maybe it's the history of your country told in a very nice way, more than mm. cartoon about random bears. I think more, more than games, I think it's going to be the, like digital applications in general. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't necessarily need to be a game. Uh, but gamification has proven from a psychological point of view to be very effective because it it works on the same things as, as gambling and uh, yeah like I, I read like uh, I, I use Goodreads uh, you you all use yeah. it to, to track the books yeah and now I'm reading two books that are not on Goodreads what how yeah. the, how does that even happen yeah because they're kind of very small productions yeah it's the manual they just created so, uh, yeah it's so, so, good. so I want I want to go there and create the books so, so yeah. I can add them to my collection. So that my progress bar goes faster. <laughs> one question that I you know Simone was very interested, and you discussed about this virtual reality and gaming. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't touched it. I've tried virtual reality. Simone tried it. I guess you tried yeah. it. We He's born with it. He 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 had actually. I remember because the thing is that I listened to to you know his podcast since forever, no, and I remember. Book. Yeah, I remember when PlayStation had the first version. And you were like. I've just seen it. I cannot talk about it. Like you, you, you guys got it from Sony. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because at the, at the yeah. time, at the time, I was uh, working in the company, and we had the, the dev kit before. Yeah, uh, it was on the market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you want me to say? Yeah. What do you want to say? Sorry. I don't know. How do you see that? I had some beautiful experiences. I can't wait actually for games to be incredibly virtual reality. That's something I would be willing to try. So I think that uh, in in abstract uh, the the potential there is enormous. Uh, in practice, there are some technological ch- uh, challenges that are not overcome yet. And my feeling is that all the devices that are around now are still a couple of years uh, from being good. Mm. Um, there are problems with, uh, especially in games, uh, there are very serious problems when the character in the games moves, but your body is not moving. Uh, it creates some kind of um, from the game. Yeah, and your brain doesn't always understand it correctly, and it makes you feel nauseous very, yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Um, because your body is sitting, for example, and the character in the game is yeah. running or, yeah. and, or, or falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falling. yeah, yeah your yeah, brain yeah. is adaptive because it thinks you're, it needs to balance. So the yeah. body always yeah. finds balance. And yeah. That yeah. is a very big issue which they haven't cracked yet. And uh, like, what they could do is that they could put you in, an, in a real environment that simulates also moving. Yeah. But then at that point, you are basically in a, in a warehouse. Yeah, in a warehouse. And uh, the other the other issues that like the the screens inside that these uh, headsets are not very good. I think I feel pain in my eyes after okay. after a bit. So we need to wait a couple of years. But I think like the potential there is incredible, not just for games. Like imagine just tourist applications. Yeah. Uh, you can visit yeah. places of well, porn goes without saying. Of course. Um, and I, I mean, there's the, you like talking with friends from the distance. 
We're trying to take a picture here. Uh, it's usually, it's usually, oh. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it would be great. Like, for example, I, I would like to play my own uh, tabletop game with my friends at home. Yeah. Right now, it's hard. We have to use, like, some, some kind of uh, platform okay. online. Yeah. But if there was in virtual reality and we could kind of sit around the table, that was and be very in the cool. virtual reality, like in the game, actually. No, well, or you I, want to be as I would on like, the same table. Yeah, I would like okay. to be at the table. Yeah. I wouldn't okay. like to be in a fantasy world or whatever. Okay. I okay. would like to to see my friends. Yeah. You can still, let's say, change the background. So I'm trying. You sure, can have the 360 sure. videos that keeps like music and yeah. kind of the environment, but still being. Yeah, for me, like the the table thing is very central in the in this tabletop gaming, but. Uh, so that would be cool. I think there are good potentials. And uh, a lot of people seems to think uh, um, uh, augmented reality is going to be the real thing. But I think both technology can have different applications. Yeah, actually, I like your view because I've been trying. So I've been a very heavy Dungeons and Dragons like player back in the days. And now my friends are somewhere else and we have all jobs and uh, we don't have that freedom like the 10 hours. So the yeah. schedules yeah. are impossible. So this way you could just jump on this virtual like coffee place and yeah. then play. Of course, you can do that with Skype or other systems, but it's not the it's same. Not it's not the, the same. same. So you can like, easily yeah. interact. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. Interesting. But uh, actually, to conclude, I mean, I know you don't agree the fact that it, give you, it makes you smarter, but I picked up a few things that you actually said, which are totally against what you think. <laughs> I think <laughs> reading, is, reading makes you smarter. This uh, kind of uh, helps your... your uh, it, it increases some... some, some um, skills that you might Some already skill, have yeah but it's also less so, engaging reading i mean when you think about you know impressive is a movie i think i think it's more senses g gaming yeah. you know you have you know coordination you have you know the vision you have the audio reading is just your brain yeah working. i think it depends what do you mean with smarter because uh, uh, reading uh, increases your knowledge but it doesn't increase your reflexes for example so getting better reflexes makes you smarter i don't know like we i don't know say. that's true that's true maybe maybe smarter was the wrong word yeah. But uh, hey, we said that to see the big picture, better big picture can help you. It can help you to learn English. It or can, any other language. Or any other language. It can help you solve problems. So problem solving skills and even team building when you have to actually collaborate with others. Yeah, if you play in a, in a game where you have to collaborate, I think it's very important. Like playing games can teach you a lot of discipline. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm happy. Very happy. Very happy. Right. Just be aware of gambling, guys. Now yeah. to conclude, thank you, Tommaso. But to conclude, I guess we go to the books we are reading. Yes. I read a book about this sort of thing once. Are you sure it was a book? Are you sure it wasn't nothing? Oh, yeah. Muhammad is the most commonly used name on Earth. Read a fucking book for once. given me a magic portal to connect with people of the past and the present. I know I shall never feel lonely or powerless again. Simone, what are you reading? I'm reading Red Country by Joe Abercrombie. And uh, as with many of his other books, this one is also about vengeance. So it's a fictional book. And uh, his style is so snarky and detailed and dirty. I like that. And the characters are usually incredibly well written. So um, maybe even your character maybe is there for uh, for like few pages, then he dies, and you already feel sorry for him. While some other stories that I've read from other people, you just a character that dies after you know at the end of the book, you didn't even care. And Red Country is part of the first law trilogy, which I think I talked already about it in this podcast. Uh, but it's like an add-on. It's like Rogue One for Star Wars. 
So you don't really need to see the other movies to understand it, but it helps. And uh, especially if you have a connection with some of the characters, which I have. Uh, so the first Law Trilogy is a good place to start. Uh, Red Country is the book number six. It's the third standalone story. And uh, it's different than all the rest because the rest was a medieval fantasy. very similar to Game of Thrones. Uh, or the Fellowship of the Ring, actually. That was the first one. Uh, this one is 100% Western. So it went completely... And it's still, it's still connected. To it's the... still connected. Like there is basically like there is this ward, and now this one is the six where, like, uh, well, basically there is this one character from the first trilogy that you know you th you thought he was you know not there anymore, and now he went to the far west, which is really like the west. So it's really basically it's a new ward where there's nobody and there's all this group. There's the Indians living there. They are not called the Indians. They're called shamas. But anyway, they're there, and basically they are trying to make a new ward. Okay. But it's really cool. And there are seven books in total. So I still have one more to go. I found out actually yesterday from Goodreads that there was one more book. Um, but if if you like, you know, Lord of the Rings and if you like Game of Thrones, the first law trilogy is, is really fine. Fun. And this was Red Country. And uh, that's what I'm reading. And I'm listening uh, still to the Norse mythology from Neil Gaiman, but I don't have much to say about that. Claudio. On my side, I finished finally the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And now I just bought Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. Oh, before the. Yeah. So I'm going to Tony Robbins seminar in July, end of July. And I want to do some preparation as the ticket was uh, quite pricey. But I really like Tony Robbins. So I want to go back to his uh, like old, older books and see if there's any learning that I can do before the seminar. Yeah, then let us know because I'm actually super interested in his book. I'm really bad at not fiction books, so I read a lot of fiction. But uh, as in the non-fiction list, he's in my top. But he wrote so many that I yeah. I needed to like decide which one. So let let us know then uh, then how it goes. And if you don't know Tony Robbins, you want to see something on, uh, on Netflix. Netflix there yeah. is I'm Not Your Guru. Uh, it's a pretty good one-hour documentary about Tony Robbins. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Tommaso. Yeah, I have a couple. So the first one, um, it's called Our Numbered Days by Neil Ilborn. Uh, this guy is a poet, a very young poet. And I found out about him because he did a, a TED uh, uh, talk. Mm. And in the TED talk, he does the spoken word, which is basically he reads his poetries, but kind of interprets them. Yeah. And um, I was very... Um, I don't know, like it, it kind of, yeah, it kind of hit me hard, and then and then I saw another one that it did, and I said, okay, this guy has a book, I want to read it. Poetry is something that uh, it's it's not that common. These these are weird because they're it's something in between poetries and little stories. But how big is the book? How long? Um, one hundred pages, something okay. like that. It's it's very short. Um, but how it, is it? How it, is it with poetry? Sorry, if I can ask, because I don't read poetry since probably high school. Like, do you read, uh, do you read, you know, but I live, for example, philosophy, like the Daily Stoic, but I'm still reading every day. It's more like, you know, philosophical, I don't know, they're not, they're not poets. They are like, uh, they're yeah, philosophical. They're still harder to read. Yeah, but so they're basically the sing singles, you know, and I read one per day because I think that when I read two, I don't remember then what I read. Yeah. So is it with poetry the same? Well, it uh, depends. In this book, I'm not big on poetry or anything. I just bought this book and, and I thought it was nice, but every poem, uh, poem here is maybe one two pages yeah so and they're kind of little thing. stories but yeah. you need to listen to the guy and i hope we can put like a sample there i'm gonna put a link here no problem i yeah. think the problem with poetry for us both three of us italian 
is that pretty much poetry sometimes is not very literal. So the poet, you know, there's some interpretation you need to do and use some different difficult words. Okay, this this one is very literal. Okay, so, so that's so it. Easier, it, yeah. it talks about his ex and and uh, eating like some shitty the burger, like things yes. like that. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. so it's modern poetry. Every yeah, day, modern, modern poetry. poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. At least and I find that quite. Really nice. uh, so anyway, like it's hard to describe it without you listening to the guy once, and if you can find on on YouTube, you definitely can. Uh, he reading his own things. I think you would be surprised. And the second book, I've been reading it for a while, but I want to read it uh, back to end. Um, it's called The Food Lab, Better Home Cooking Through Science. It's like a 700, 700 pages cooking book by this guy that has a funny name. It's called uh, J.K. Kenji Lopez Alt. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a real name. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly the story of his family. But anyway, the, the cool thing about this book is that uh, it teaches you the reason why there are certain rules in <gasps> in cooking. That's amazing. Because okay, wait. So it's so for it, me, it, yeah. it, it explains you like okay, why the meat needs to be cooked at this um, this certain amount of degrees. How do you get like for example, he makes an experiment. How do you get the perfect egg? And then he tries twenty different temperatures and twenty different uh, uh, ways to cook uh, an egg so you can get it a bit more runny or or like uh, more solid, whatever. Yeah. It's very interesting because there are recipes as well, but he tells you why certain things are certain way. That's from a scientific point of view. Yeah, that's actually super interesting because you know I've always say that uh, cooking is is very creative process. Like that you have to be cre- creative to to make it well, and that and just like creativity, you fail a lot, and also you learn from what you've done, and also not everything works. So it's not that because strawberries and uh, and uh, pork. pork taste good, both taste good, you can put them together, yeah, exactly. or you could probably, but like I'm thinking about Germans putting just, you know, anything on pizza, but like, uh, so that there has to be some sort of, you know, gustative reason why. There are the reasons, yeah. And yeah, and also so one, the science is thing, interesting. Well, one, one fun thing that he does is that he takes things get that important chefs do and says, okay, does this make sense from a scientific point of view? Like, do you put the salt on meat before okay. grilling it or after and why my god i mean sorry now you need to give us some tips here like fast tips like three tips that we I, need to learn. I've, been, I've been reading it on and off uh, so where do i put time. the salt when do i put the salt uh he's he according to him you put it at the end because interesting if, if you put it before uh it melts the proteins so it kind of uh, starts to uh have a reaction with because the my favorite steak is if you want to google it is sexy time steak by <laughs> by tim ferry i mean tim ferry's talked about it but it's called sexy time steak and what you do is that you put it in salt the night before there are reasons i mean like, there, it, there are various know, school you can, various yeah. school to do that but he explains okay if you put the salt now you know what happens to the meat yeah, or yeah. if you put it later yeah, you know what happens to the meat. Uh, or like w- one way to to get perfect. Uh, what is the um, the name in English? Uh, wo- no, mobo soto. Um, e- like so- solid. E- uh, no, it's like uh, you know cooked egg. Cooked egg. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so one way that completely works uh, that I didn't know is that you boil the water for a certain amount of minutes. You put the eggs there. Then you wait exactly one minute. Then you put ice into the water. What? Yeah, and the reason is that the the the, the structure of the eggs is so that if you uh, have the temperature of the water that is too high, the the proteins of the yolk will 
um, kind of um, me uh, me melt with yeah. melt with the shell. So if you uh, kind of lower the temperature all of a sudden, that process takes longer. Basically, that's how you get a good uh, cooked egg. There so are, you leave it there. You put the ice and you leave it there for a while. And then you make it simmer. Uh, and then uh, that's enough for, for the outside. And then, and then it peels super easy. And, and it's because of chemicals. So there are there are my ways God, that I love eggs, and you just killed my whole life. I can, uh, eggs. yeah. It's I suggest it because it's very entertaining. And, you almost uh, said I can make an egg, but then he, uh -huh. he thought it, he thought not to do it. It, it is the first book that I'm actually reading completely. Okay, well, okay. it's a very cool. nerdy book. Yeah, nice, nice. Hey, it's good to know, you know. Thank then you. you can break the rules. So, guys, I think this was it, and uh, we talked for more than an hour about I have no idea what. <laughs> because the idea was to talk about how video games make you smarter. And the first thing he says is... They don't. They don't. <laughs> but cooking might make but you smarter. But cooking might make you smarter. So, but hey, I, I, I still don't know what we're going to call this episode. It's the random episode about video games. <laughs> but it was fun to have a guest. I love Absolutely. to have guests. I love to have guests. I love to make questions and I love to listen and I love to learn. Because, you know, I mean, I learn a lot from Claudio, but I, I like also to learn from other people as well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So where where will people find you if they wanna if anyone wants to find yeah, you? Yeah, I think and beat uh, you to, to you know to maybe, because you beat your sister. Yeah, um, I don't do that. Uh, it happened once when I was a kid. <laughs> um, they can find me on Twitter at uh, at t de Benetti, which is my the first letter of my name. I'm gonna link it to the Yeah, that's the best place where to find me. Um, yeah, I retweet and tweet the funny stuff. So I hope you are not uh, faint of heart. <laughs> and I hope you're not a fan of Trump because uh, yeah, yeah we, we are both uh, pretty much tweeting a lot against that. Yeah, maybe yeah. I realize I, I tweet very much, but the, the situation there is so interesting and dangerous. And, uh, you I, know, I what, have to. Well, it's it's really fun. Is the the like House House of Cards? He has a travel ban in the first episode really? of the new series, and like uh, and I remember because mm -hmm. I remember reading the like from the producer saying that like Trump is killing their new season because basically there's never been a travel ban. And then when Underwood does it, it's like, you know, it would be like, oh, but this is insane. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Only Underwood. And then Trump does it in real life. <laughs> and so when the episode comes out, you're like, yeah. And really, yesterday he came like, yeah, we're going to travel the band from this and this country. And it didn't feel like any. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's just like Trump does, you know, and it's insane. It's really crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good morning. Depending on what you're doing.